0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Under the Influence. I am your host, Joe Piazza, and I'm very excited to be here with you today for an episode that I think is one of our best yet. There is so much going on in this episode, and you're going to come away with thoughts, with a lot of thoughts. First, I do want to thank everyone that has pre-ordered the Sicilian Inheritance. You guys, I mean, oh my gosh, this is nuts. I've gotten so many Receipts sent to me. So many of you DM'd me and emailed me to show me your receipt for my new novel, *The Sicilian Inheritance*, uh, because I offered a, a subscription, a lifetime subscription, to our newsletter, *Over the Influence*. And I, I, I thought maybe three people would take me up on it, but hundreds of you, hundreds of you are doing it, and I'm just, I'm blown away. I'm, I'm still. The offer is still there. If you want a forever subscription to our newsletter coven over the influence just dm me or email me a screenshot of your receipt for my novel the sicilian inheritance and, and you're in you're in forever forever and ever as long as i keep doing this which which i will i mean i'll do it until the internet dies so yes i just wanted to say a huge 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 thank you for that on today's episode we're talking to jen Viechner from the cut Jen doesn't normally cover motherhood and parenting. She covers business and Wall Street and power. And when she pitched this story, it first seemed like a parenting story. But frankly, this is a story about business and it is a story about power because it is a story about the people that we are paying to watch our children and the power dynamics between employers and employees in that situation. Now, a lot of you have probably been in the situation that we're going to talk about today. You've been in one of these mom groups on social media where you've seen a nanny called out. A nanny shamed for their behavior, right? They always start something like this, like, hey, I don't want to overstep or anything, but does anyone know who so-and-so's mom is? Because I saw this nanny... Glued to her phone, or I saw this nanny yell at this kid, and I just, I just want to be helpful. I just wanna, I just wanna let the mom know. These posts often include a photo of the nanny that has been taken without their permission, without them knowing, and the ramifications are real and they're fierce. I know women that have been fired over these posts, and I also know mothers who have fired their caregivers over these posts. The nanny wars on social media have so many dangerous real-life implications that we have to be talking about them. And Jen Vietchner did an incredible job in her story on The Cut, covering this like the business story that it truly is. I'm I'm so excited to have you here because I loved the story that you just wrote. Loved it. Thank Um, you. I... Do you know how many women sent me this story? How many mothers texted Uh, me this story? I'm curious. Uh, Probably, I actually, I counted last night and I stopped counting around 25. No, really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, (laughs) So many people texted this to me. The story is inside the chaos that often ensues after a parent posts about a bad nanny on Facebook. I mean, this happened to me, which we'll get into. You don't normally do a ton of mom stuff. You cover business and Wall Street and crypto. How did you come to this story?
1: Yeah, so it's funny. it's only my um, it's only my second parenting story that I've done at New York Mag, um, and that's right i cover I cover money, power, wealth, um, finance, crypto. Um, and I just got really obsessed with you know, this thing that was happening in the moms groups. And I was like, you know, what I do as a, you know, as a business reporter is I do a lot of employer-employee stories, um, you know, kind of employee grievances and sort of the power imbalance um, kind of dynamics. And I was like, no, no, this is not a parenting story. This is an employee story about, you know, what's happening between moms and their caregivers, um, you know, nannies, um, and, and sort of this strain that seems that seems to be kind of happening, especially since the pandemic. Um, And there's like a few different reasons for that. But I sort of started to notice that there, um, you know, first of all, the labor movement among um, nannies has been huge since 2020. Like when many of them were out of work, um, you know, the Domestic Workers Alliance got a huge influx of nannies who started to stand up for themselves and their rights. um, And, you know, just more awareness for saying like, hey, you know, you know, we, like we might not get paid a lot, but we do have rights um, and we deserve to be treated fairly. So there's that happening. And then I'm starting to see a little bit of pushback from moms and parents who are saying, wait a minute, you know, this is not the status quo. And, um, you know, this is this is a change that we're dealing with. So there's that dynamic happening. And then the thing that really um, that really intrigued me was I started to see some posts in moms groups about, um, so you've seen them. You've seen these posts where, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, you know. Well,
0: and I want to, I want to, I want st- to, I want to yeah. stop you for a second, yeah, because I love that you're seeing this as a business story and as a power story and a labor story. I say this all the time. Too many major media organizations, of which I think I've worked at all of them at this point, like <laughs> literally all of them. You know, consider parenting and motherhood a soft topic. And I have to say that motherhood touches every single issue that all of these hard topics are covering. We, it touches politics, it touches business, it touches power. But anytime you say that it involves a parent, especially a mother, it gets poo-pooed a lot mm-hmm. by top editors. This is a labor story. And caregivers are the reason that parents can work
1: oh, 100%. And I was trying to get stats on this in terms of how many parents actually rely on nannies, at least in New York City. And it's really, really hard to get stats. But I can tell you, like, you know, I live in lower Manhattan and in my neighborhood, I send my, I actually send my child to daycare and I was absolutely in the minority of people I know. Like, it was like, you know, I I feel like at least 80% of other parents have nannies and some of them have, you know, do daycare, but they still need a nanny because they can't make the pickups or daycare ends at 3 p.m. Um... And so, I just think that it's this the the nanny economy in particular. There's so much of so much of the overall economy, um, but a particularly New York City economy, just r- relies on um, on nannies to actually function because there's so many um, moms and parents who otherwise would not be able to go to work.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm curious what would happen if all of the nannies just stopped working for a day <laughs> in just New York. Okay, like just New York, just the alleged power structure of, this, of the universe. But what if the nanny said, we're all going on strike? We're not, what, will, what, would, what would they do? What Everyone's would calling do? out
1: sick. Yeah, I mean, it would be like akin to, you know, COVID with like school shutting down. I have to think like everyone with young children would, um, mm-hmm. you know, not, not be getting anything done.
0: <laughs> well, exactly. And, you know, that's, that's not even to say that a lot of caregivers are some of the most vulnerable people. There are a lot of illegal immigrant caregivers out there Mm -hmm. and a lot of people being paid under the table. And again, this is all this economy exists in its weird, hazy gray area because it's an economy that mostly supports mothers.
1: That's right. Yes. I mean, um, like, who is the manager of the nanny? Like, it's pretty much always the mom. Like, yeah, maybe the dad helps and stuff like that. But it's generally the mom who runs the search, um, you know, the mom who's managing the schedule. I think, you know, moms are more likely to work from home. So if they're interacting with the nanny on a daily basis, it's often the mom. It's not every case, but um, from what I observe um, and, you know, like the people that I talked to in the story who were having to, you know, feel these inquiries and and to make decisions, it was always moms. So it's like that labor of the management of a nanny, which, by the way, is what I felt when I was making these decisions for myself about childcare care is I something I, I like I can't handle those management responsibilities, like I'm not a manager, I don't manage people, I'm a reporter. Um, and I was like, I I don't, I don't see that being like something in my in my wheelhouse, like let's do daycare. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. it is so much work.
0: It's so much work. And it it genuinely is people management. It's human resources management. It's a constant negotiation. Are are you happy? Like do you do you feel taken care of? What else can we be doing to make sure you're taken care of? so that you can take care of our children. And yeah, it's a power story. Like this is, there's so much, there's so much else here. We're going to have to have you on again to dig deeper into it, because I do want to get to the kind of juicy stuff that was in your story that was sent to me 25 times, Mm -hmm. which is about other moms surveilling nannies. And I hate the word nanny, actually. I hate the word nanny... As much as I hate the word mommy blogger, mm-hmm. because it feels condescending. It feels, and it's, it's something, it's like a title we give to someone that we are dismissive of. I do, I try to use caregiver when, when I can. I wish that there were even a better word for it, but there's not. There's not.
1: Yeah, I had to get over that a little bit as well, because it does it, it I think, but, I, but then I wondered, you know, is that something that I've internalized just because of that power dynamic where we assume that it's condescending? Um, but the nannies I spoke to call themselves nannies and, you know, have proudly been career nannies. And so I sort of got over it because I was like, I don't actually, I think, you know, for people who do this as a career, like it's something they're proud of. Um, and sure, you can call them a caregiver. But, um, I, you know, I think like nanny is the term. And the only the only reason that maybe it seems condescending to us is because we are familiar with that power dynamic. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yes. And I most nannies I know also call themselves a nanny and are very happy with that. So. It is the term that that people normally use. Talk to me about this story, this story in particular. And I don't I don't think that this is necessarily limited to fancy places like New York. This is happening all over the country. This, you know, what what you call uh in the SEO title of of this story, the bad nanny wars.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what, it, you know. What I started to kind of uncover was sort of this us versus them dynamic um where it seemed like you know in in a healthy nanny parent relationship, you'd think, okay, everybody's you know in it to take good care of a child like you know that is sort of the common interest um, but what I started to hear from both parents and nannies was that they really felt like it was you know they had to take sides and that. You know, they didn't really feel common ground um, with each other and that they, you know, for nannies, they were constantly on the defense. And for moms and parents, they were constantly worried about, you know, was their nanny taking good care of their child when they weren't there? Um, You know, there's the whole surveillance issue, which comes it really comes down to trust. And do you trust your your caregiver? Um, Do you trust your nanny? to take good care of your child, because if you don't trust them, then everything kind of frays from that. Um, so it was interesting. The way the first, the first sort of um, kind of vector that I had into the story was I started to hear that moms were getting these reports from people saying, like, you know, I saw your nanny on the phone a lot, um, you know, or I was concerned about your nanny. And the advice they were getting in moms groups was um, you should hire a private investigator to follow them.
0: And and these moms groups are usually on social media. In fact, they're on Facebook weirdly, which is something none of us actually use anymore, except for things like mom groups.
1: Yeah, and I'm in I'm in some that don't that are off that are off social media, and they're completely moderated, and it's a little bit of a different vibe. Um, But still, I was seeing you know like on these listservs, uh, you know, people giving this advice fairly regularly, and I was like, do people really do this? And why would you do that? Why would you hire essentially a babysitter? to go babysit your babysitter when you're already paying for childcare, So you're paying double or, you know, not quite double, but um, you're paying more money on top of that. And why would you do that? Because if you clearly don't trust the person to begin with, then like, it's probably not a good situation to be in. But what it came back to is because people actually don't want to fire their nannies, like especially they love their nannies. And it can be a really traumatic experience to get this feedback and saying, like, you know, it doesn't, but I trust this person, you know, or I think I trust this person. Um, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know who to believe. Like, should I, you know, this caregiver that's been doing a good job or people who are giving me this bad feedback. Um, and rather than, you know, just fire the person outright, they want to be sure. Um, you know, they, they, they want to be sure. And so it's, it's this like weird dynamic, you know, sort of a catch 22 where it's like, you know, like clearly at that point where you have to hire a private investigator, the trust is already gone. But at the same time, um, you you still trust that you, you're trying to preserve the trust in the relationship because it is such a traumatic thing to have to break with a caregiver that you really love. So that yes, was a... it's
0: so it's so hard. It is. It is. And I but again, to reiterate, the idea of hiring a private investigator to investigate your nanny. It it does it does seem crazy to me and and the the intro to your story I think that's what really hooked a lot of people I had I had, I had some people send it to me saying I haven't read this whole thing yet but the first paragraph woof woof it's about a mom of two who found out in a Facebook neighborhoods moms group uh, that her nanny had been glued to her phone had ignored her child and that her child was missing for fifteen minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, so the child was missing at the library. Um and she'd first heard the story from her nanny and the nanny said, "Ha ha, you know, a weird thing happened at the library today, like uh, you know, uh the the, the boy, we'll call him Caleb, um had 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 escaped and had, you know, ru- you know, disappeared for a few minutes. He ran and behind kids, the stroller." And kids do escape. They escape. My
0: kids have escaped from me. My 4-year-old ran away from my husband and was lost for 10 minutes at Dry Tortugas National Park.
1: Yeah, totally Next happens. To the ocean. Next yeah. The ocean. I also have a two-year-old runner um, who luckily I haven't lost for um that long. But I mean, she recently ran straight through airport customs and was like apprehended by the customs agent <laughs> because yeah. I couldn't get to yes. her fast enough. So mm-hmm. like this totally happens. Um, but it, you know, it was a one and a half year old and a nanny at the library. Um, and I imagine, and it sounds like everyone around the situation was. Was really scared, so a mom had seen it. The librarians were scared; they reported it back to the mom, um, and she felt that was that was enough, um, mm. you know, to let her nanny go. But the crazy thing was was like what happened after that. So she hires a new nanny, and her former nanny had sort of been in this clique of library of of, of nannies who hang out at the library. Yeah, library at the of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's a thing. Yeah. Um, and they started harassing the new nanny. Um, I saw on Twitter that somebody called the the new nanny a scab. Oh, shit. Yeah, which is sort of, but that was the dynamic where they sort of resented her for taking the old nanny's job. um, And they sort of, you know, start harassing, harassing the nanny, calling her an idiot. Um, And then it all comes to a head when, uh, you know, they're taking pictures of the boy and yelling out to him on the street. It all comes to a head when they say, you know, hey, Caleb, are you a good boy? And the other the other nanny's friend says, "Oh, Caleb wouldn't be a good boy if you poured holy water on him," which, wow, yeah. So, you know, at that point, there's just so much animosity against you know the family, but it's actually you know taking a toll on the child itself. So, um, it starts to become it's like okay, you know, there's this one thing of like the moms versus nannies kind of uncomfortable dynamic but that's when it sort of just started to seem like a potential a little bit dangerous to me where um the nanny the new nanny was actually afraid of what you know these old nanny's friends might do to her or to the child and so she felt you know like she was in a very precarious situation um and i think i would have felt the same way
0: yeah no i mean i definitely i definitely would have felt the same way we are going to take a quick break here when we get back uh I want to dive more into this story and you know what exactly happens when you are pitting moms against nannies and when social media surveillance is is in the picture and we'll also get to the crazy ass thing that happened to my caregiver on the playground. Lately I have been totally swamped, totally buried in it. I've got this podcast, I'm relaunching Committed, I've got the Too Much Money podcast, and I'm trying to sell the hell out of the Sicilian inheritance. I'm I'm, I'm busy. I'm busier than I've been in a very long time. And one of the things that I'm using to try to make life just a little bit easier, to take something off my plate, pun intended, is Green Chef. I'm using the meal kit delivery service Green Chef to try to make nighttimes a little bit easier. One of the things that I cannot stand is deciding what my kids are going to have for dinner, deciding what my whole family is going to have for dinner. My husband, my three kids who all eat different things, a lot of times my mom and our caregiver, all of these people in my house, I have decision fatigue and I don't like to go to the grocery store. And Green Chef solves both of those problems. Green Chef gives me healthy options for meals for dinner. And it sends me everything I need to make them so that I do not have to go to the grocery store. Again, which I hate. I went there the other night. The line was like around the entire store. Like This is, it was, it was madness. It was absolutely, there was a revolt. There was a revolt at the grocery store. Green Chef really does take the work out of eating clean with their chef-crafted, nutritionist-approved recipes that feature organic fruits and vegetables and cage-free eggs and sustainably sourced seafood. They have all of the good things that you would go get at the fancy grocery store without you having to go to the fancy grocery store. It's nice. It's nice. At Green Chef, they believe people should be able to enjoy eating and feeding their loved ones with a clean conscience, and they just want to make it easy for you. They do. And you know what? I love them for that. They also have something called the Green Market, which makes it easy to stock up on a bunch of snacks and beverages to do things like support your gut and brain health, which I know is good for me but I don't always remember, is good for me. Green Chef is like a one-stop shop to make dinner easier. And their menu has something for everybody. They've got more than 80 things to choose from, and you can customize your meals to fit everyone's picky preferences, from keto to vegan to vegetarian to Mediterranean to gluten-free to things I haven't even heard of. So if you want to make dinner time a little bit easier, if you're looking for a meal kit, you really can't go wrong with Green Chef. We also have a deal for you. Go to greenchef.com slash 60 under the influence and use the code 60 under the influence to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. That is greenchef.com slash 60 under the influence. And the code is 60 under the influence to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. Green Chef, they're the number one meal kit for eating well, and they're making my life a lot easier while I'm doing all of the things. And now, back to The Nanny Wars. We're back with The Nanny Wars, which, of course, I mean, clearly should be a TV show. Someone needs to option this story from you. I hope that all of the agents are listening right now and they're going to call you up when this episode is over. You you did a lot of reporting on what happens after what we're now calling a bad nanny post on on social media. and. If you've never seen one of these posts, and I, I'm sure that you have seen them, it's usually a photo or physical description of the child, or and the face of the child is obscured because you know, these mothers have boundaries. and But the nanny's face is is not obscured. And then the person that is posting gives a summary of the offending behavior or just says, as you say, forebodingly, please contact me immediately
1: yeah exactly and so but then you never hear the other side of it and you know me being like a little bit of a you know drama sucker or hound or whatever you want to call it totally um, i'm always so curious like what like what really happened you know did you know was this the you know the end of a job for a nanny or Mm -hmm. how did the mom feel did they even find the mom um you know that this happened to and it sounds like a lot of the time it you know, they don't find, they don't find the person somebody posts, but they don't, they don't find the person or they do. Um, and many times the moms don't care because either they love their nanny, um, or they feel like the person didn't really see what they thought they saw. Um, in one case, you know, somebody reported a nanny for being on the phone and having this sort of long, dramatic phone call at the playground. turns out, you know, she was on the phone with her boss, the mom, who, yeah. like, had something, ha- you know, was was talking about how she had to take the third child to the ER. And so the nanny was upset about that. So you don't really know what's happening, I think, unless you really witness something um, where a child is really in danger. And it doesn't happen very often. Like, um, you know, for all the bad nanny posts, I was, you know, was telling my editor, like, most nannies are really good. Um, and this really, you know, there really are very few concerning incidents. Um, you know, I think, like, actually, one of the moms groups I'm in, I talked to the moderator, and she was saying she's really only, you know, seen two truly dangerous incidents. Mm-hmm. But she also made the point, if you witness something actually dangerous, don't post it on the moms group. Call the police, you know? Like, why Call the would police.
0: You? Yeah. Call the police. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The moms group is not the place to be posting this. And a lot of times I wonder if the women who are posting this... And I, I think about this a lot with social media. You know, if you like, what is your reason for posting this? Like, do you, are you looking for attention? Do you feel your own shame and guilt about maybe, maybe not doing something um, outside of the home? And, you know, you're, are you jealous of someone with a caregiver? And that's not always the case. But I do think it's interesting to think about the motivations and, I think about that because this did actually happen to me and it was bananas. I was pregnant with my third baby. I was up in New York working, doing, doing, doing some podcast, one or, one or the other, and I started getting a zillion text messages from numbers that I didn't know, from moms who were like tangential moms in my life, school moms that got my, my number. Um, from, from the directory, saying that someone had posted in a mom's Facebook group that I wasn't a part of, saying, hey, does anyone know Charlie and B's mom? Because their nanny is awful. Their nanny does not take care of the kids. She ignores them on the playground. They're always dirty. They're never wearing shoes. They're constantly hungry and asking other people for food the the little one is climbing too high and i on 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 the jungle gym and no one's watching her and i just froze i mean my stomach just turned over i i felt like i was about to vomit because at that point our caregiver had been with us for for years um i mean we're very very close we're I mean, it's essentially family we're helping her get through nursing school and I was like, what am I, is she living a double life? What is happening? I couldn't work. I, I came home. I messaged her. I was like, please take this down. You have my children's names on this. This is very, very strange. And I, and first off, I do have to say, my kids are always dirty. They were like freaking filthy. And that is my fault. They also, they also both went through a phase where they would take their shoes off the second they got to the playground. Because you can't climb in shoes. To- toes do not grip as well. When you're wearing shoes, I can't do anything about that. They do it, they do it like in stores sometimes. And also, my kids are like grubby beggars for other people's food. They will not eat in our house, but like they will beg anytime they see a snack on the playground because they know they're cute. They know they're cute and they can get some food and also probably get sugary snacks. So, again, none of that is my caregiver's fault, but I was still like, is she ignoring my children on the playground? So, what we ultimately found out, and this is a long story, is that this woman already had my phone number because she had asked my nanny for it to invite me to a party. She was a blogger who wanted to connect with me about writing and thought that the way to do it would be to shame my nanny in a Facebook group. Whoa. She proceeded to email me to tell me that she was a stay-at-home mom and would be happy to watch my kids if and when I fire my nanny. Did she want you to pay
1: her to watch your kids? No, like, she, she just
0: wanted. I think she just wanted us to like be buddies. Oh, that is creepy. It's that... so creepy. But, and the one, the one lesson we took away from this, I was like, I, I talked to my caregiver and I'm like, are you get off your freaking phone? Like we're all on our phone on the playground. The playground sucks. I hate going to the playground. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm actually never at the playground, uh, because it's boring. And I also want my kids to play. I don't play with them on the playground. I'm like this. You're at a playground. Find, find a freaking friend. Uh, we could all probably be off our phone more. So I'm like, you know, just yeah. get off the phone at the playground so people don't shame you. But if I didn't have that relationship with our caregiver, if I had had a knee jerk reaction, she could have been fired and lost her entire livelihood. And like that is a problem because I think that that often does happen. And I I had this talk with her, I had, I had a talk with my kids. I was like, just. Are you being ignored at the playground? Oh, oh! The woman had also said that um, our caregiver hit one of my children. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this was like a this was a bad accusation. Uh, I've clearly blocked most of it out. And so I said to my six-year-old, like, did she hit you? And he's like, no. Like B hits me all the time. I was like, is she ignoring you? And he's old enough to tell me, right? Like, if she's a if she's not doing her job, he's gonna. He tattles on everyone. He's a snitch. He's a total snitch. Um, and he's like, whatever. And I was like, well, do do you recognize this mom? And I showed him a picture of the mom from the Facebook group. And he's like, that woman's weird. So like this, I mean, but this is such a strange power dynamic. I loved what you said earlier about how we're also managers because I didn't know how to talk about this with our caregiver. I felt so uncomfortable, uh, and and just didn't know. What to do or who to believe, and the fact that this was playing out very publicly on social media too, in a mom's group filled with people I don't know. I mean, I d- I felt so publicly exposed in such a gross way. Did you did you hear that from any of the women that you that you interviewed, both both the caregivers and the moms? Because taking care of kids is such such a vulnerable thing.
1: So. Over and over and over I heard this. I mean, what you touch on is so important because I think, you know, what what people might think they're doing is that they're you know doing the mom a favor by reporting behavior by the caregiver that they would want to be aware of. But what they don't realize is that not only is it often an attack on the nanny, it's an attack on the parent, too, because the parents take this very personally. It's a critique of their judgment of, you know, you know, how they send how they they dress their kids in the morning, how they. Choose their caregiver, how they manage their caregiver. So I think you know what what people feel is that it's you know it's an it, it's an internalization of you know the, what like their caregiver's behavior also reflects their own parenting, um, and so it feels like a criticism of um, you know a, a, a judgment on the parents as well as the nanny, um, and and you know and it's such a hard situation to deal with because as you mentioned you know who do you believe. Do you believe, you know, the other moms at the playground, um, you know, who maybe have children your same age or clearly were in the same place? Or do you, you know, believe the nanny that you've been working with? Um, and it's, I, you know, and, and I, I do think, you know, sometimes you never, it's, it's interesting when you talk about, like, you know, the motivations of the person who reported it. Because I've heard so many different things. In some cases, it might just be a new mom who um you know has a baby and who hasn't had the experience of parenting a toddler who you know takes their clothes off at the playground who takes their shoes totally um, totally yes yes because
0: i mean i was i was definitely and i'm going to be really honest here too i remember being a new mom in san francisco and we didn't have a nanny in san francisco because you know san francisco is such an expensive place to live that one we couldn't afford full-time help Nick and I were trading trading off caregiving and we had we had some babysitters uh and but also there's a severe shortage of, of of caregivers because there's not affordable places to live close to San Francisco I mean it was and I will tell you that daycare was six figures uh a year out there what yes. your kid yes yeah. yeah 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 it was I thought our it, was, it expensive. was gonzo I mean there is a reason that we left Philadelphia. Still expensive, but not San Francisco. I remember taking Charlie to the playground, and sometimes I would see a nanny on her phone, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, why isn't she paying attention to the children? That's first kid, right? By the time you've got a third kid, I'm like, where did it go? It's It'll probably come back. Yeah. It's here. So- it's around here somewhere. There's not that many places it could get to but you never know the motivations and once something is on social media you never know who's seeing it it's just it's out there and that sucks for everybody
1: oh yeah what was it like reading the comment section because i think you know the oh. some of the worst part is you know is just what happens in the comments when literally i mean there's mom saying you know fire her get a new nanny oh my gosh yes. there you know and then it's you know you read that as a mom and you're like Okay, so if I want to keep my nanny, like all these other women are going to judge me. Exactly, exactly. And i I, you know, sometimes it took a, my
0: my caregiver because we were very honest about it. We talked about this whole thing. She did not want to go to the that playground for a, for a long time yeah. because she she felt so judged and shamed. I kind of felt the same way, but then but then I put on this attitude of fuck it, you're not you're not driving me off my playground. Here I am, and I'm gonna ignore my own children, but uh, yeah, but other moms did pile on because I also think then there's like this group think, and all all moms feel guilt and shame for something, and you mm-hmm. sometimes can feel better if you're shitting on another mom. And so yeah. some other moms were like, "Why would this mom tolerate this? She has to fire her right away." Or they had seen my kids, and they're and and they're like. Yeah, those kids are always dirty and coughing on other kids. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know they are. All kids are coughing on other kids. And my kids are particularly dirty because they (laughs) like the playground. They go to the playground and they're like, oh, my gosh, is that a mud puddle? I'm going (laughs) to cover myself in this mud. That's how my kids play. They are are ragtag, dirty, freaking happy children. But yes, dirty, dirty, shoeless, and we'll, we'll definitely pull a snack out of your pocket.
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciated the, you know, the moderator that I talked to who said, you know, she was like, it was a few years ago, but she was like, you know, we're just going to disable replies completely on any sort of, you know, quote unquote, bad nanny post, because inevitably it turns into, you know, whether it's, it's bashing the mom who posted it or it's bashing the nannies. And it doesn't even if it is, you know, moms bashing nannies, it doesn't make the moms who, you know, who have nannies feel good because what else are they going to do? How are they going to work? You know, like you can't, it doesn't help to feel good. It doesn't, it doesn't help to feel bad about having a nanny um, when you need your nanny to work. Um, And she was like, by the way, mom groups are support groups. We're supposed to be there to support moms. And I was like, oh yeah, like so, you know, sometimes I feel like that gets a little bit forgotten in, you know, some of this kind of um, you know, vitriolic like uh, debates about, you know, whether the nannies did, you know, something wrong or not and you know, are bashing the, you know, calling the mom who reports the nanny racist like, you know, th- there is an element of that, but there is just it's just toxic on both sides. It's 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 just toxic on on both sides.
0: It really really is. We are going to take one more quick break and when we get back, where I want to, I want to talk a little bit about you know you come at this from a business perspective, from a power perspective, and from the nannies' perspectives. How do you think that they're being disrespected? So we'll get we'll get into that in a minute. We are back and you normally cover Wall Street and power. I want to talk a little bit about the power dynamic between moms and nannies and also nanny rights. Nannies don't have any rights really in in this country. Like I said, most of them are being paid under the table if we're all being honest about the caregiving economy. But you are seeing a lot more nannies who are standing up for themselves and for their rights. Can you talk to me about that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, And what I think what a lot of nannies don't even know is actually they do have rights because uh, it was about, I think it's now 14 years ago, the Domestic Workers Alliance had this bill passed called the Domestic Workers Bill of Rights that um, gives workers rights, whether or not they're undocumented, whether or not they're on on the books or not, they do have rights. However, you know, given the fact that a lot of them are immigrants to this country and um you know may not have been educated here may not have been here very long they don't know that um and i do think it's the norm at least in new york to pay off the books under the table in cash you know people are literally paying um you know going to the bank getting you know cash each week to pay their nanny there's no you know record there's no taxes there's no social security mm-hmm. whatsoever so um in those situations you know they're they're you know it, it's sort of like up to, you know, up to the parents, the nanny to come to an agreement of, you know, am I going to give you a vacation? Are you going to have paid time off? Um, You know, you're probably like most if you're paying off the books, you're probably not paying for the nanny's health insurance. They're probably on Medicaid. Um, So there you're sort of um, it's not I was so fascinated by this because it's not your typical, you know, in office job where it's like, okay, you know, Um, if you do, if you do well, you know, the company does well and maybe you get a bonus or maybe your stock goes up. um, You know, it's not like you have your own stock in this toddler that you're caring for. In the family. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's not upward mobility. You're not, you know, if if the kid um, learns some new words or learns to read, you're not, you know, getting paid more. Um, You know, and even a lot of nannies say like, You know, their hours, they're only supposed to work till six or seven. But if the parent gets home 15 minutes late, well, they don't they they can't leave until the parent gets home. And so they don't have full control over their hours. Um, You know, a lot of parents do this thing where, you know, if the oh, can you work late one night? Well, then you can go home early another night or, you know, we're going to swap your days off. Um, You know, they might not even get holidays off. So. Nannies don't have, you know, they sort of feel like they're at the mercy of parents. It's at-will employment, so they can be fired anytime. time. Um, and I, there's always that fear that, you know, somebody else will say something or the, p- the parent will change their mind. And, you know, one day they'll come to work um, and they'll be fired. Or, you know, one day, you know, the parent will just text them. A lot of parents fire over text, over phone oh. call. And, you know, the nannies say, like, and I never got to, you know, say goodbye to the kids. Um so you know there's the the nannies really don't have a lot of power in these relationships um but and especially when they see in the moms groups that their picture can be posted without their permission and mm-hmm. a stranger can accuse them of something without talking to them without knowing the whole situation um and you know and often it's not true like i talked to a nanny who was accused of not paying a bus fare when she said like look i was with a stroller on the bus with the kid like i just couldn't make it to the front of the bus right away and I told the driver that I'd pay on my way out and I did. Meanwhile, you know, a, a parent saw this and accused her of not paying the bus fare and she was fired. That is also completely, completely gonzo because I too, and I'm just admitting all
0: of the terrible things I do here. I too have struggled with a stroller and promised to pa- pay the bus fare, but sometimes I forget. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. I forget because there's kids. Biting, totally. At the time, right? But And so just imagine imagine being shamed and reported and losing your job for that
1: yeah totally um and think about you know like even just to get a stroller on a bus with a child in it like Mm -hmm. i was trying to think of myself doing that like i wouldn't want to do that by myself sometimes they make you fold the stroller so you have to like juggle the child in your hand while you like fold your stroller and lift it Mm up um i mean there's just a lot of this work that doesn't people just don't appreciate that nannies do all the time um And so it feels like just, you know, to have somebody accuse you of something that's A, potentially not true, um, or B, like, you know, just post your picture on the Internet. Like, it feels like a scarlet letter. Like, this is, you know, a a Facebook, it's a forum of potential future employers. And now you're branded as a bad nanny forever. Yes. Like,
0: yes. And that's and that's such an interesting way of looking at it, because, as you said, there is no upward mobility for a nanny. You're, you're you're always going to be aged out of this job because when an aged out when the child ages out, because when the child goes to school, you're going to have to start your job all over again from scratch every single time. And so your name and your reputation, especially in smaller communities, is your brand. And so the second that someone posts your picture, you're losing that ability to get your next job.
1: Oh, totally. I mean. The nannies, basically, they rely on references um, that is, you know, their their currency. They need good references. Moms, you know, especially if you're finding somebody through a mom's group, as a lot of people do, they don't go through the agencies. Um, You know, you need, um, you know, a good reference from somebody else. Um, And I I talked to moms who'd even fired their nannies who, you know, felt felt torn about that. and, and I think most in most cases when the f- nanny was fired, they didn't ask for a reference, but they really felt like, oh, gosh, like, you know, I know she made a mistake. I feel bad that it happened this way. I don't want to ruin her life. Um, but on the other hand, like, I don't want her watching my kid. And so mm-hmm. there was a lot of guilt that these moms felt, um, you know, about the damage to the nanny's career. Um, and it's, you know, it it's sort of like, you know, some nannies, like, hopefully they had a good reference from a prior family or something like that. Um, or they, you know, had to change careers. Um, you know, and in some cases, like, you know, it's possible if, if a caregiver really did something dangerous, like maybe they were in the wrong career. Maybe it is like the time to switch. But I think in a lot of cases, they really did want to keep, um, you know, caregiving and being a nanny. And it does make it hard for them to um, work in that industry.
0: Yeah. And not I mean, not even hard, but but impossible. And you know when we talk about the switching of careers that's not easy for anyone mm. i think about it all the time i'm like what will i do what should i do next if if media it doesn't work out i'm like i'm useless i have no skills beyond what i am doing right now and so i cannot imagine the fear of knowing all right i'm not going to be able to get another job doing what i've been doing for 20 or 30 years and a lot of these nannies are career nannies they've been doing this for so long
1: yeah. Or they're doing it because they can't do anything else. Like this is, you know, maybe they took care of younger siblings or, you know, something. This is the experience they had. They don't have, you know, a college education or other, you know, skills. They came to this country um, and they're living in New York City, which is insanely expensive. And, you know, what other job can they get that's paying, you know, potentially 25 an hour? Maybe, you know, if they're lucky more than that. Um, a lot of nannies are getting paid less than that and working, you know, 60 hour weeks. So, um it's a really hard job that, um, you know, either people are doing it because, you know, they love it and they are career nannies and this is what they're doing or they're doing it because they don't have a lot of other options.
0: We continue to devalue caregiving, whether it is the mother doing it or whether it is a caregiver doing it. And I I just hope that more stories like yours do show that this is something we need to talk more about. This is a story about work this is a story about money this is a story about power it's not a mommy story it's a story about something that really needs to be talked more about and i just appreciate you so much so much for doing it
1: oh thank you so much um no it's a really interesting topic to me like i'm hoping that i will be able to continue um covering it too because i think there's so many more angles to it and one i just want to mention like one one thing that fascinated me that I think is a question like worth raising and exploring was that I heard from so many nannies saying, you know, like how, you know, look at these moms like they're um, like they don't treat us. They don't treat us well. They're so condescending. They accuse us unfairly of things. Um, but having a nanny is a luxury. Like they have to realize that if you're going to have a nanny, this is a luxury um, and they need to, you know, pay for it and, um, you know, and 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 treat us appropriately. And I do think, you know, nannies are entitled to fair treatment, but the fact that having a nanny is a luxury, I think a lot of parents would disagree with that. And I don't know if that I don't I think that in and of itself says a lot about what's wrong with our childcare system, because it should not be a luxury to have a caregiver. I mean, daycare is also really expensive, very hard to get into and doesn't have the hours that a lot of parents need. So what are you supposed to do? Um, and, you know, a lot of people say, well, just take care of your own kids. And that is not fair either, because um, you know women need to have their careers, and there should be a way, um, you know, to have affordable, reasonable, you know, functional childcare um, that women so you know women can work. Uh, so just the idea of you know any kind of childcare being a luxury was really, um, I don't know. It made it made me think. It made me kind of you know scratch my head and say, okay, something something is wrong here. Something something is wrong here. Yeah. And,
0: you know, it it is interesting that that is a lot of nannies' opinions, too. They're saying, oh, well, it's a luxury for you to be able to have this. It would not be considered a luxury if, you know, men were the ones who typically stayed home with children historically. It would just be considered a necessity, which it is. And you're so right about daycare, too. And I'm going through it right now. There is a wonderful little, they call it a preschool, but I'm like, they go there at 18 months. It's freaking daycare um, in a church down the street from us. It's so close to my house and all I want is for life to be easy. But B, my second child was on the wait list for three years and never got in. So when she didn't get in and then rolled over into actual school, I was like, well, I'm pregnant again. Can you just roll this fetus onto your wait list? and she finally got got in for September of this year and they only have have childcare available until noon oh my it's gosh it's not even a full day and so how are you a woman who who works either inside the home or outside the home and manages that without then extra help too it's insane it is insane how difficult childcare is to manage in this country, and it's part of a broken system. It genuinely is. Totally, totally, um,
1: yeah. And like it, yeah. It, it sucks that also, you know, this this relationship between parents and nannies is also breaking down too, because I do think it's so important. Um, you know, it's but such, I think
0: it's such an it's such an important job. But also, and I mean, not even really parents, but mothers and nannies, because it is so rarely the dad that is the one-on-one direct manager of a caregiver i know nick is not he's not and he's i have a i have a husband who does a lot of things i praise him all the time we have a relatively equal marriage at this point because i have cracked a fucking whip to make that happen yeah uh, but at the same time he just like he he does is is unable is unable to properly communicate with our caregiver, who, like I said at this point, is has been a member of our our family, but he just like does not have the right language to figure out how to make this relationship work, and so it's me, it's me, and you know that that is a burden um on the mother and a management burden it's a management burden burden and i don't I don't love being a manager there is a reason that I am no longer working in-house at magazines. I mean, mostly because they don't exist except for yours <laughs> anymore, but um, also because I don't really want to be a manager anymore.
1: It's not my jam. And it's so much work. And I just, you know, think about even with daycare and like, you know, they're part like, the what we gave up with daycare is having, you know, like I would love some help at home, um, you know, to have an, a nanny here, you know, or somebody that could help a little bit. Like right now, the deal I made with my husband is, he does all the dishes, although I recently found out he's just putting them all in the dishwasher, <laughs> in the, you know, whether or not. Supposed to, but anyway, um, you just have to let it go. You have to let that. He's disappear. coping. He just, his...
0: to, yeah. Nick also does. He does all the dishes and he also <laughs> takes all the laundry downstairs and puts it in the washing machine. And then nice. I put it away, which I also hate. But he doesn't put it in the right place. So,
1: yeah, exactly. So and that's the thing is even, you know, the management you're thinking about, OK. You know, like is is you know like is my caregiver coming in late today? Or you know, with daycare, it's like, did they tell me to bring in a special item today? Or do I need you know to bring in extra stuff? It's all the thinking and like, oh, I need to get more diapers, or you know, all the thinking and the planning that I just find takes up so much space in my brain, Um, but it doesn't take up space in my husband's brain.
0: No, no, it does not. No, it does not. Women and men are built differently, and I'm not saying one is better than the other, but women are better at multitasking which is what parenthood requires. And yeah. I will go to my grave saying that. I will. I will indeed. That is why it's not that we have like a mothering gene or we are just like naturally mothers because I definitely wasn't. I'm still figuring it out, but we are just better at doing many things at once and holding more things in our brain. Even though it breaks us and and we cry in the dark.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And you've talked before too like I was just thinking about this too about like how people have you know fundamentally like moms and 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 parents have fundamentally different philosophies and you know read things different and, and i think um that's so true about caregivers as well like and oh, and, and yeah. how you manage your caregiver like um somebody told me somebody who has a nanny was was t- was i was having a conversation with her um and we were talking to i think somebody who was pregnant or thinking about having kids and they were like well what, like why do you choose daycare versus a nanny and the other parent was like, well, daycare is a lifestyle. You drop your child off and then you just have your day. And I'm like, OK, that's correct. Like, I hadn't thought I would have liked that, but it yeah, is a lifestyle. Yeah. And having a nanny is a lifestyle. Um, but I also think, you know, those those differences in philosophy and thinking come through when people are talking about their nannies or criticizing somebody else's nanny. Um, and to go back over the story, the story I, was like, I loved the woman who was like, I am not a gentle parent. And the people who accused my nanny may have been gentle parents. And I do not agree with any sort of gentle parenting philosophy because I don't think it works. And I think, you know, children need more discipline than that. And I was like, yes, okay. Like, you know, like this is an honest thing to yes. say. Yes. Um, And the, the judgment might come from a place that is not your place, um, you know, or not where you're coming from. And so um, I just think, you know, kind of these, like, there's, like, you just need to find what works for you. Um, you know and and you know treat like hopefully you know treat your character fairly and nicely, and you know be a reasonable human person in the um, world a reasonable human person in the world, yeah, I love what the woman
0: said about gentle parenting because I too am not a gentle parent um yeah. any longer I, I, I I've tried everything out I've over tried the past to yeah. <laughs> seven years, okay, you know who is unreasonable a two year old yeah a two year old yes. they're completely irrational uh, irrational beings and I'm not going Ruby Frankie on my kids over here, but I'm also <laughs> trying to instill some discipline and structure in this house. Otherwise, it is going to be chaos. And I genuinely believe that then I will raise entitled assholes, frankly, who think that everyone has to talk to them about their feelings all the time in the world. And that's not going to be the case. It's just not.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes I find, you know, I just have I just have to say no, because it's, you know, like, it, you know, I've, I've told you, five times that we're not having lollipops for breakfast and that you know you can eat breakfast you have five other options but like it's a hard note sorry like <laughs> it's a hard it's a hard note
0: it's interesting that you bring that up because like I said in this Facebook post that shamed my caregiver she she had said that my 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 caregiver had uh and I I, I always I, I, I want to use her name but I I now don't use her name mostly because I don't really want people to follow her on social media, like weirdo pedophiles who could then follow her and follow my kids. And these are the things that we have to think about. Um, So I'm not trying to be all like weird about it, but I I don't I genuinely don't want to just put her name out there. It's not my business to. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this person had said that she had hit my child. And when we went through the incident, um, she was like, no, like I did push her arm away because she was grabbing for my phone and wanted to watch youtube and there's there's like we have to do those things right like i'm constantly pushing my kids away from me when they're grabbing for the phone or this morning all three of them piled on while i had a cup of hot coffee and but like that can look like a shove if you don't know the child and you don't know the caregiver i think at the end of the day we can't we have so many takeaways from this episode but really it's that you never know what is going on in someone's household. You never know how someone parents and a superficial glance, unless you see a child harmed, harmed. Yeah. Um, is that maybe, maybe you should mind your own business, especially when it comes to reporting on social media.
1: I think that is the takeaway because I mean, yeah, we're all on our phones, like
0: you, well, you want to see you want to see someone on their phones? Check out a dad on a freaking playground or check out oh, oh, yeah. get breakfast. OK,
1: like, yeah. On conference yeah. calls. Yeah. yeah. Um, I let yeah. my daughter go down slides that people might not let a three year old go down, you know, like. Totally. Um, I can't stop them. I mean, they are. I've got climbers. I've got climbers and
0: scramblers. And yeah, if I try to pull pull them off, off that off that jungle gym, they're just they're going to hit me in the face. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's happened to me. So, yeah, yeah right, right. Like yeah. you never
0: know. You never know what kind of kid these people have. We just don't know. And the shame and judgment has to stop, whether it's against mothers, whether it's against caregivers, uh, because you know who never gets shamed? Dads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. I cannot think of a situation. Um, never, never.
0: Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There's no, my husband never feels guilt, never feels judgment. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not for anything. And so maybe the point of this episode is let's start to shame dads more.
1: <laughs> yeah That's, i'd love to see it actually yeah i'd like to see it i'd like to maybe i'll yeah. start
0: I'll, i'm gonna start a, a a hashtag dad shaming on social media and see what oh, that would be fun that right? would be fun i'd like to read that yeah right. all right. right i'm here for it done done i'll start it when we get off
1: yeah. tell
0: everyone where they can find you and where they can find your incredible journalism at new york magazine
1: Oh, thanks. Um, Yeah, Jen Vietchner at New York Magazine. You can email me. You can find me on Twitter, X, also on Instagram. Um, Basically all the social media. I take messages wherever, um, you know, even Facebook's fine too. So yeah, reach out. I love, um, you know, ideas, whether it's about, you know, nanny, whether it's nanny stories or power or uh, money or business or crypto or crime and scandal. All of it. All of it's good. That's all we've got today, guys. That's it. Thanks for being here
0: this story gave me so much to think about. Thank you for letting me share my own weird Facebook shaming story. If you love this podcast, share it with a friend, leave us a review, do all the things in all the places. You know what to do. This isn't your first rodeo. Loved being here with you today. Go do something nice for yourself. You fucking deserve it.